0: to the Sea Report on Q&A Holes Podcast. You guys might be wondering, what is the Sea Report doing on at this godly hour? Well, we are bringing you today's news just a little bit earlier than we would normally today because uh, that's just the way the schedule's gotta be. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys are having a great afternoon, a great day, a great Tuesday afternoon. Um, I know I am, and we have some news for you all today. Now, today's uh, episode, um, in going through the aggregate, scouring through whatever stories there may be out there that I thought might be of some importance to share with you Now, don't get me wrong. There were some things that are pretty important that are going on. Uh, We had another strike in Iraq uh, going on here today, a U.S. contractor's Uh, attacked. Uh, We won't probably get into the thick of that today because we have an hour to talk and it really seems like it's going to be more of a Trumpy Trump 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 episode today because we have a lot of uh, back and forth goings ons with trump he was uh you know writing letters uh releasing memos and 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 uh press releases along with making appearances here and there. what this Trump is everywhere these days. we just cannot seem to keep our finger on this man anymore right like um but you know this is good. I think that uh, one thing that uh, President Trump truly appreciates that I think that maybe we have all uh, lost appreciation for is the element of surprise. So he might be uh, lambasting, you know, um, one of the people over in Washington, D.C. or Maryland or Virginia. Uh, And then he might be appearing over in Arkansas or wherever to uh, endorse Sarah Huckabee Sanders as she runs for governor for the state of Arkansas. So yeah, it's a Trumpy Trump 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 kind of episode here today on Q&A Holes Podcast. And I figure why not? Because... We have the week to catch up with the news, although, you know, I mean, the Cuomo stuff is going on. You know, you know, Biden is working with Cuomo. Bom 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 bom. bum. So that will continue. Uh, we have some news about uh, things heating up with uh, Governor Whitmer in um uh, minnesota michigan i'm sorry i was gonna say minnesota i I just think that the don't you know states you know they're all there now now don't you know like anyways the midwest states but like uh they're saying that her death toll may be around five point five thousand, um as far as uh her nursing home deaths go but of course that's all unreleased so we don't know um, for sure, but what we do know for sure is subpoenas have been sent out to acquire that data, but again, that is not the news for today we may get, <laughs> We may catch up with these stories at some point this week because I mean uh after all the sea report is the telenovela of the Trump era swamp creatures and their demise and that's what we're seeing here on the sea report but today's a trumpy trump 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 episode now what is going on with trumpy trump trump what is going on with president donald trump and uh his orbit, you know, basically. So, um, what was, uh, the most, uh, I think the most discoursed thing about Trump this past weekend, uh, or past week was, uh, the whole fact that back in the day, you know, back, like, when we were having this whole issue with, uh, the, uh, Georgia State Senate runoffs between, uh, Warnock and, uh, but was it? Warnock and Purdue and Leffler and um, who was the last clown? Who <laughs> is Warnock, Leffler, Purdue, and one other. One other. There was a clown in there. Anyways, okay, you guys know who I'm talking about. So, okay, so at that time we have uh, a their Secretary of State. We have a uh, Kemp. Their incapable governor, you know, over there in Georgia. Uh, today is gonna be like it's it's like it's like an episode of Dallas or or something like that. It's like it, it's like it's it's telenovela. It is drama. <laughs> it is your. Um, Weekday soap opera here on the Sea Report over there in Georgia with all of these. Basically, what we have here is the microcosm to the macrocosm of the Trump telephone syndrome like everyone seems to think that they can say president trump we're going to set you up on this phone call <laughs> and we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to tell the the world that you lied about this phone call we've had the nsa since like the 90s guys like why are you trying to lie about a phone call that is clearly being recorded for at least 72 hours, and then shipped offshores to Germany and to Canada to Brennan's uh, Brennan's company, and to and to James uh, James, uh, you know the the retired general who I always talk about. <laughs> Anyways, so with with all of these uh, people tapping into our recording systems and tapping into everything that we do and listen to and, and even our searches, why would these fools think that they could lie, Adam Schiff, about a phone call? <laughs> Let's get back to this. Okay, so what were we saying? Because I totally forgot. Anyways, uh, uh, <clears throat> we have... Uh, <sighs> we have the senate runoffs. We have Raffensperger who is Secretary of State and um we have um we have this uh this this time period this is right before January 6th, right? And this is what this is this is what this drama is all about that we're going to be talking about today. That's going on in the state of Georgia because for some reason <laughs> people from the state of Georgia like drama. Uh, it's something for something about the ratings, uh, but okay, so, so, the, and and so, okay, so what happens is President Donald Trump calls uh, uh, this woman, um, let me see if I can get her name here, and uh, basically this has to do with, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna review everything here, because let me tell you what, let me tell you what happened, Raffensperger records this phone call, this little twit, this little twat of a, a Secretary of State, uh, this this diminished Secretary of State for the state of Georgia, he, who who sent out uh, who sent out mailing ballots to everyone who's registered in the state of Georgia, whether or not they asked for it. So hobos are getting, you know, you know, v- dead veterans from like you know twenty years ago are getting all of these ballots in the state of Georgia because he just decided to send them on. He was one of those girls. Raffensperger was one of those girls who sent ballots to every single registered voter in their state. Can you believe that, Raffensperger? Raffensburger! Oh, that's not Raffensperger. That's Raffensperger. <laughs> this is the guy, Rattensberger. He's like, eh. I'm gonna send out I'm gonna send out votes the ballots to everyone in the state, regardless of whether or not you want it. Anyways, that's Raffensburger, okay? That's Raffensburger. We're gonna get back to this over here. Okay. So this guy does that, right? And then he he records this call between President Trump and this woman, <laughs> whose name I am still looking for. And we're gonna get into the scandal of this all. Because really With all of these actions, Raffensberger shouldn't even have a job anymore. Like, like all of these people shouldn't have a job anymore. Like he should be gone because of this stuff. Because not only did he record the conversation, then he leaked it to the Washington Post. But the thing about it is it was a good phone call. It was a perfect phone call. <laughs> and yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna listen to that phone call on today's C report. So Trump has this perfect phone call. <laughs> and Raffensberger, who's uh who's trying to be like his role model, Adam Schiff. <laughs> decides to lie to the washington post about this phone call and you know then the washington post takes it and they run away with it of course the washington compost would run away with such a story where they're saying uh things like um uh trump was coercing this woman to try and find the fraud uh promising her that she would be uh a a national hero and and i guess i don't know maybe there was an implication that she'd get like a medal of a hero award or something whatever those medal of honors are that the presidential award of honor like um maybe he could have given her like the purple heart or something i don't know they could have said that they could have said that okay they could have said that and it's, it's the Washington compost. Come on. They could have said that. Anyways. Okay. So, so so yeah. Today's a, a Trumpy Trump 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 day for us here at the Sea Report. Okay. So, let's just get into some of these store's here before we get uh, to... Uh, uh, long about her words now the washington post now most of the stories that we're going to talk about today at the sea report are going to be coming from like either the epic times or the gateway pundit you know or the georgia star uh stuff like that because uh it's just this whole amalgamation of stories that uh, uh i wanted to bring to you just to show you you know like everything that i mean Like I said earlier, microcosm, macrocosm. You have on the macrocosm on this huge federal level with uh, the Ukraine and Adam Schiff and President Donald Trump and a phone call. Um, what is what is the term that Nancy Pelosi used? I cannot remember the specific term, but it was it was a means by which basically they they drop a story in the press and then they just run with it, regardless of whether or not it's true. It's like it's like it's like it's like it's like a drive-by fruiting or something like that. I don't know. It's like it's like it's like mud and run and tape or something. I don't know what they called it. There is a certain specific term for it, but basically you just you. Must ball your 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 opponent in the press, they run with it, and before you can do anything and they did this to Trump uh, throughout his entire four years of his presidency, like this man was under attack the entire time, and these were most of these were the sexual allegations where they had uh, people who were uh, submitting false sexual um allegations against president donald trump just to get it in the news cycle just because if they submitted this in the courts then the news cycle could run with it they could run with it for a day or two they could run with it for a week they could run with it until the court actually um you know um um um, declined the case and threw it out because it was all false. It was all, it was not true. So, and and most, if not all of the cases, you know, I'm, I mean, I might be hearing maybe one case only. One case only that uh, did not get thrown out. I don't know anything else about this case. But all I'm going to say is just one case. Anyways, so all I know is that in the case of this man, Donald J. Trump, um, all of the cases were thrown out, and that was the that was the game. The game is, uh, uh, you know, mudsling, get their name dirty, put it in the press, and then back away, and then later on apologize. And so that's what we see. We saw that with Adam Schiff, and we saw that with Ukraine, and it led to an entire impeachment. It led to an entire impeachment and the waste of millions of dollars of taxpayers' money and the millions of dollars of taxpayer money spent. Do you smell (laughs) what Adam Schiff is cooking? I mean, come on. (laughs) Like, seriously. Like, this is all bull. Looks all bull. Like, I got this. Since apparently the FBI is still looking for Mr. C. Uh, I got this in uh, Washington, D.C. It says, no more (laughs) bull. We smell what Adam Schiff is cooking. We smell what uh, Secretary of State of Georgia, Raffensperger, is cooking. It's a bunch of bull, right? I think everyone would agree with that. And now we have this coming to the light. Um, Because apparently the deep state and the global elite all use the same blueprints. They use the same game plan. They never change their script. So Adam Schiff said, here, Secretary of State Raffensberger, take my blueprint for how to frame the, the president on a phone call just to get it in the news cycle, just to affect the outcome of an election, which was the Georgia runoff, which was happening prior to January 6th. It was like the 4th or the 5th or the 3rd or something like that. It was like right before all that. And and so when this goes out onto the Washington Post and they're like, oh, Trump. They're like, Trump, 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 Trump. Trump is trying to coax this poor woman, Janice, whatever her name is, trying to coax this poor woman into believing that uh, uh, he's going to give her some national medal award or she's going to be a national hero and and et cetera and et cetera, when that's not even what the transcript said. (coughs) We're going to listen to the phone call. It's not a long phone call. Trump never promised her any kind of, uh, you know, dream of glory or, or glitz or glamour or fame or celebrity. He never promised her any kind of money. But yet Raffensperger could quote this to the Washington Compost, who would then put it into the entire national media syndicate of the left to say that Trump is trying to uh, coerce the elections in Georgia, that Trump is trying to, uh, co- uh, what is it, not collude, he's trying to interfere into the elections um, yeah, well, that's the story, and then everyone's gonna run with that so that this way, whenever uh, Stacey Abrams gets away with her election theft machine, all peaceful as it was, it was so peaceful she got nominated for a Nobel Prize. So that when Stacey Abrams does this bullshit, and that's, I said that just so we could keep this PC, you know, what I mean? so we keep this family friendly, this bullshit. This bullshit. <laughs> This bullshit's down on Stacey Abrams. No, just kidding. But no, um, seriously, folks. Like, all of this, is, this is a whole, st- the stink hole of Georgia politics is coming to light. All because Raffensperger wanted to use uh, his uh, gal pal, Adam Schiff's, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, and look at this. Trump's more like this. He's like, oh, No. <laughs> These crooked cro- crooks, these slickery slacks, these uh jibbity japs, these these crooked people. Anyway, so back to the story. The Washington Post, in a recent correct correction, revealed it printed falsified quotes attributed to former President Donald Trump in a March 11th update to a story originally published in January. And that's what I'm saying. They print these stories and months later, they retract them. Oh, oh, it's okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. We didn't mean to add to the political. That's that's the thing right there. They are adding to the political climate of the moment and moving a narrative story in their direction forward. They're moving the narrative forward to their story. They're moving that direction forward. And it's the wrong direction, folks. Like, it's a lie. It's a fraud. It's all a fraud. You know, it's all a fraud. But months later, all they have to do is apologize. Do you see how they've weaponized the media? Politicians have weaponized the media. Because they can lie and spin a story in a moment. In a moment that could just change the minds of the world. The media will report on it in a moment. And two months later, they'll report it was wrong. Whoops, sorry. We didn't mean to make you feel that way and change your mind and change the whole election. Like change the whole outcome of an election because we lied to you or we had bad information. Do we see why fake news is so bad? Ooh, Mr. C. So, do you hear what I'm saying then? They have weaponized weaponized the media these politicians have and I think throughout this entire thing this entire thing what we are learning the most is that how exactly the media who's owned by six corporations and never forget it and when you think about the people who own these six corporations that own all of the media regardless of who you are Q&A and holes and Mr. C is owned By whomever that we uh, buy our stuff onto. I don't know. Like, uh, if, if, if I'm on Spotify, I'm owned by Amazon. And not because they own me, but because they could silence me, censor me, or shut me down if they wanted to. Because there are six organizations, six companies that own every media outlet. Do you understand that? So, with that in mind, please do keep in mind, we are owned by six media organizations but, um, you know, they can, they can tell their story, spin the mud and two months later, apologize and get away with it. It's, 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 un, it's, it's a very smart tactic of, of, of information war, if you think about it, but this is what they have done. This is what they are using. This is the tactic they have used against the likes of Donald Trump and many others, not just Donald Trump, but many others. Hood's Pelosi is the one who actually spilled the beans on this uh this mud ball tactic. I just cannot remember the political term for it. Or whatever the phrase is for this uh, type of mudslinging. But Hoods Pelosi is the one. You know who Hoods Pelosi is. I'm talking about Nancy Pelosi. Hoods Pelosi. Yes, yeah, she's the one. She dropped the she she spilled the beans on it on national TV during a press conference um, about this type of mudslinging. But, anyways, back to the story. Because like I said, they can just tell this lie two months, correct it, even though they swung an entire election. This is weaponized media. The story continues. The recording revealed that the Post misquoted Trump's comments on the call based on information provided by a source. Trump did not tell the investigator to find the fraud or say that she would be a national hero if she did so. The Jeff Bezos-owned paper, known for its anti-Trump slant, stated in a correction. So that was the actual correction from the New York compost, or I'm sorry, the Washington compost. We like the New York Post. They tell us about uh, Ellen Wood and all those uh, great stories. The headline and text of this story have been corrected to remove quotes misattributed to Trump, it added. There was no apology. The same reporter who wrote the original story, Amy Gardner, wrote a new story about the recording being released. The Washington Post reported on the substance of Trump's December 23rd call in January, describing him saying that Watson should be uh, Watson should find the fraud and that she would be a national hero based on an account from Jordan Fuchs, the Department Secretary of State, whom Watson briefed on. All right, back to the story. Okay, so as I was saying... (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's a total distraction. Tell me about it. Okay, so... Yeah, and I actually have something to say. Hey, okay, good. All right, cool. Okay, so as I was saying... um, um, Oh yeah. We're reading this thing with Raffensperger. Uh, he needs this price with like with Adam Schiff and the likes and stuff like that. Yeah. They make up words. They tell these stories that are fake. They're not even real. He's he, he, he was swaying election, but in essence they were cheating anyways. They were going to cheat anyways. They just needed a cover story. The cover story is Trump, uh, tried to get them in. And now you have everyone who's going to go vote for, you know, whatever anyways, that is not always the case though as we do see sometimes. So um, let's go ahead and listen to that phone call between uh, what was the name uh, Francis Watson who is the um, deputy um, no, no no she works for Raffensperger. she's the chief investigator for Raffensburger so Trump calls her up. This is the phone call. Just like we had the transcript of the Ukraine Trump Zelensky phone call, we have the phone call from the Francis Watson Raffensperger chief investigator Trump phone call. So let's go ahead and play that now so you can hear for yourself what Trump said and compare it to what Raffensperger told the Washington Compost.
1: <laughs> Ms. Watson, the president. Hello,
2: Francis. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Mr. President. I am actually doing very well. Good. Well, you have a big fan in our our great chief, right? Chief of staff, Mark. I did. Yeah. I, I I met him. I um. I it was a pleasure to meet him yesterday. No, he's
1: great. He's a great. He was a bit successful. He's a great congressman, and then. When you lead by 35 points, it's hard to get people out of there, but that drives for two years, and we got him. And he's done, a, he's done a fantastic job. I just wanted to thank you for everything. You told me you've been great. And, you know, the, this country is counting on it, because it's very interesting. So I won Florida in a record number, Ohio in a record, Texas in a record, Alabama by 40, 40 points. And I won everything but Georgia. And, I, you know, and I won Georgia, I know that a lot and the people know it and uh you know something happened there i mean something bad happened i hope you're doing that uh, that uh because if you uh, you know i hope you're going back two years as opposed to just checking you know one against the other because that would just be sort of a a, uh, a signature check that didn't mean anything but if you go back two years and if you can get to Fulton. You're gonna find things that are gonna be unbelievable. The, the dishonesty, that we've heard from
2: it. Right.
1: You know, just good sources, really right. good sources. But Fulton, Fulton, is the mother load, you know, as the expression goes, Fulton County. Right. And, uh, well, Mr. President. I don't want to
2: say. You know, right. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I appreciate your comments, and and I, I, I can assure you that our team and. The GBI that we're only interested right. in, in in the truth and and finding you know finding the information that's based on the facts and you know we, we we've been working um, 12 16 hour days and right. you know we're, we're working through it and um, so I can assure you that and. Um, I, I do appreciate you calling. I know that you're a very, very busy, very important uh, man, and and I'm very honored that, that you called. And you know, and quite, what you're doing. quite, um, quite frankly, I, I I'm shocked and that that you <laughs> you would take time to to do that. But I am very appreciative. No, Mark asked me to do it. He, he thinks you're great, and
1: you know, it's just you have the most important job in the country right now because. If we win Georgia, first of all, if we win, you're going to have two wins. So, not, they're not going to win right now. You know, they're down. Because the people of Georgia are so angry at what happened to me. They know I won won by hundreds of thousands of votes. It wasn't close. And Alabama, you know, when they go, because I won uh, South Carolina in a record, Alabama in a record, Florida in a record. You know, I won Florida by six or seven hundred thousand votes. It's never happened before with a Republican. And uh, with all the money they spent, you know, you heard all about these guys going down spending a fortune. And we won Texas by a record. Texas was run, won by the biggest, uh, biggest number ever. And it, you know, it didn't, uh, it didn't and, and Ohio, of course, you know that, you know about that, that was won by nine points or something, and it's uh, all of it. Iowa, <laughs> you know I mean, and it did it never made sense. And, you know, they dropped ballots, they dropped all these ballots. Stacey Abrams, really, really terrible. I mean, just a terrible thing. And I will say this, if, if it went I mean, hopefully this will show, because if you go back two years or four years, you're going to see it's a totally different signature, but but hopefully, uh, you know, I will, when when the right answer comes out, you'll be praised. I mean, I don't know why, you know, they, they made it so hard. They, they will be praised people will say great because that's what it's about that ability to check it and to, and to make it right because everyone knows it's wrong there's just no way you know they had people in Georgia for instance that won and I was way ahead of them and they won because of me know, I pulled them they call it coattails huh? and we pulled them across and they say there's no way that I beat you by 15 points you know I've had that in the uh, We've had plenty of those calls, too. So, anyway, but whatever you can do, Francis, it would be, uh, it's a great thing. It's an important thing for the country. so important. You have no idea. It's so important. And I very much appreciate it. Well, I
2: I appreciate your call, and I I hope you and your family have a very healthy and and happy Christmas. And and I I certainly uh, appreciate you and, and everything that you've done.
1: Well, and I appreciate it too, Francis. Do you think they will be working after Christmas? Uh, to keep it going, fast
2: because you know we have that date of the six, which is a very important date. Right, uh, and, right, uh, I, 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 know, so I, I know, know you've got that coming great. up, and, and I, I, I can assure you that that you know I, I'm, I'm going to be working, uh, and and we're going to be working, and it's um, Good. I um yeah I, I appreciate it and you know our, our team's out there working you know we, we got pandemic well, think, um, yeah we've got and
1: pandemic and I hear the uh, I hear the Georgia it's not the NFL it's the FBI right right okay? but I hear uh, I hear they're fantastic and I hear them about 96% so, okay but uh, say hello to those guys tell I, them I appreciate it very much let them all
2: know I will certainly and do that you
1: just take care call anytime you need if you need help call me but, but uh, Mark has
2: but uh, Mark appreciates it, but I wanted to call you. Thank you.
1: But th- th- thank you so much, and you have a good evening. Thanks, Francis. All thank right. you. Have a good Christmas and everything. So uh, Thanks, Francis.
0: Thank, thank you, very Appreciate it. Bye. All righty, folks. So there you have it a six and a half minute phone call between President Trump and Francis uh, Watson of Georgia. Um, the chief investigator for Secretary of State Raffensperger, never once did he say that she would be a national hero if she found the fraud, if she stopped the steal in Georgia. Um, I I don't know. I dare say that if uh, my spidey senses tell me, if I had to say anything, that perhaps she is not a Trump fan, that... Perhaps uh, her boss, Secretary of State Raffensperger, for the state of Georgia, was like, "Oh, bitch! Let me record this phone call. We gotta see what this man is gonna say. We're gonna put him on the spot. We're gonna prove him wrong." Or, you know what? They had Adam Schiff's playbook. Raffensperger was like, "This is the, this is what we have. This is our." He was like, "This is our moment, Francis. This is our moment." Like Graffensperger. He was like, this is our moment, Francis. <laughs> this is our moment to frame Trump. Let me record this phone call, Francis. And she's like, oh, okay. And, and you heard her on the phone call. She doesn't sound like she's any friend of Trump. She was like, well, okay. Like, sure, sure, you won. Sure, you won Texas in a landslide. I heard it was about like 1%. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of this Ratcliffe bar. I don't know. Like, this is so stupid. Anyways, okay, so. So the Washington Post issues a correction. (laughs) Because as you clearly hear, uh, I mean, as you clearly heard in that phone call. Uh, just just like with Adam Schiff and his damn Ukraine transcript. You do not hear any of the words that they say have been said. And Raffensberger somehow said, Raffensperger was like, Trump said she's going to be a star. Raffensperger was like, Trump said she's going to get the Medal of Honor and, and she's going to save the country if she stops the steal and she finds the fraud. Like, he was just dropping all of those, like, $1 slogans on the Washington Compost. And they ate it up. But it's okay. Because as long as liberal and conservative voters in Georgia saw the Washington Compost article that said Trump tried to coerce the investigator into the Secretary of State's issues with this voter fraud in the count for the election of the secret- uh, the Senate runoff in the state of Georgia. And then they're like, well, obviously, we need to vote Democrat. Mm. Obviously, Trump's desperate. Obviously, he wants Leffler in there for a reason. Obviously, he wants Purdue there in for a reason. Well, obviously, we wanted Purdue in there for a reason. Leffler, <laughs> I think that about sums it up. Now, let's look at what Trump's response was to this. Let me get, uh, let me get old President Trump here on here. Let's get all. He's like, whoa. This is what Trump had to say in response to the Washington Post. The Washington Post just issued a correction as to the contents of the incorrectly reported phone call I had with respect to voter fraud in the great state of Georgia. While I appreciate the Washington Post's correction, which immediately makes the Georgia witch hunt a non-story, the original story was a hoax right from the very beginning. Which. Much like, and I'm putting a pause, sorry, pause to the letter, much like the Ukraine transcript, it was a witch hunt from the jump, which made it null and void and valid from the jump, which means there should never have been an impeachment, which means this should never have been an issue. And, you know, Trump has the right to say that this had an influence on the voters of the the Senate, um, Senate Georgia runoff. Anyways, back to the article. Back to Trump. He says, I would further appreciate... Oh, pardon me. While I appreciate the Washington Post's correction, which immediately makes the Georgia witch hunt a non-story, the original story a hoax right from the beginning, I would appreciate a strong investigation into Fulton County, Georgia, and... And the Stacey Abrams political machine, which I believe would totally change the course of the presidential election in Georgia, Fulton County has not been properly audited for vote or signature verification. The only looked they only looked at areas of the state where there most likely would be few problems, and even where they uh, they found large numbers of mistakes. We are seeking to find and reveal the large-scale election fraud which took place in Georgia. Many residents agree, and their anger caused them not to turn out and vote for two Republican senators in the January election. The consent decree signed between Raffensperger and Stacey Abrams was not approved by the Georgia State Legislature and therefore should be deemed invalid, and the election result changed. Why the governor and Raffensperger ever approved this consent decree is one of the great questions we look forward to an answer. Meanwhile, stories that hurt Democrats are undermine or undermine their narratives are buried, ignored, or delayed until they can do the least harm, for example, after an election is over. Look no further than the negative coverage of the vaccine that preceded the election and the overdue celebration of the vaccine once the election had concluded. Pause letter. Look no further than Hunter Biden's entire scheme of story and life being reported after the election and not before the election. Back to Trump. A strong, a strong democracy requires a fair and honest press. This latest media travesty underscores that legacy media outlets should be regarded as political entities, not journalistic enterprises. And I would have to fully agree on that, um, especially with the top six owning all of these media corporations. Um, you can see here that uh, they are not journalistic enterprises. They are political entities. So Trump definitely addressing the fraud in Georgia because people, like, if you look on any story that's coming out on social media right now, if you look at your social medias and your social media storylines, like, for example, in Snapchat, one of the stories that they're pushing is Trump returns to the political stage with the same old lies, So just as our idiot district representative of San Antonio, District 20, Joaquin Castro, gets up there and says, he lies, Donald Trump lies, he's a liar. So too do these people on Snapchat. Keep saying Donald Trump is coming up here with his lies. When we all know that there was election fraud. I mean, if, if we're not seeing it by all of the courthouses that turned down... Dismissed these cases. We're seeing it at state level, at local level, at city level, where people are, we're up to what, 12 indicted now, 12 convicted across the uh, United States of America. And that is aside from the thousands of affidavits that were turned in to support the activity of election fraud in America during the 2020 presidential elections. So help be God, ask Glenn Wood and Sidney Powell. All right, now let's let's back to the story. So now what exactly is President Trump um, addressing here in these statements? Well, let's take a look back at these two things, the Fulton County issue and the consent and decree. And once again, like I said, all of our stories are coming from today. Uh, Entities and the aggregate, such as the Epic Times, uh, the Gateway Pundit and the Georgia Star. Now uh, here, in the regards to Fulton County, Georgia media, uh, Georgia made news headlines around the country for multiple allegations of voting irregularities and election fraud. Trump, in his Monday statement, said there was a lack of proper audits in Fulton County. Fulton County has not been properly audited or vote for vote or signature verification. Trump continued, they only looked at areas in the state where there was most likely problems. Yes, we read this. Okay, so Fulton County was where the majority of complaints about potential voting fraud were lodged. In one notable case, video footage emerged of the State Farm Center, a site in the county where vote counting was being done for the 2020 presidential election. The footage showed that late in the hours of November 3rd and early November 4th, election workers were continued to wheel out boxes of ballots from under a table and count the ballots after observers and other workers had left the room. Trump previously announced on Twitter that he had asked Raffensperger about election-related irregularities in Georgia, including out-of-state voters, dead voters, and more. He has no clue is what Trump was quoted to have said. All right. Now, let's see. In regard to consent decree, because uh, that was also mentioned in um, the email from Trump, uh, consent decree, the former president on Monday separately criticized a consent decree, a legal settlement that was signed by Raffensperger on March 6, 2020, following a lawsuit by the Democrat Party. Trump and his lawyers said they think the dissent decree, consent decree weakened signature matching and the ability to verify legal votes for the 2020 election. Raffensperger disputed Trump's assertions and told the Associated Press that there is nothing in the consent decree that prevents Georgia election clerks from scrutinizing signatures, adding that, oh, that not only is it, is it possible to verify signatures, this is required by state law. When a voter requests an absentee ballot on a paper application, he or she must sign it. Election officials compare that signature to the signature in voter registration files before a ballot is sent to the voter, Raffensperger said. When those ballots are returned, the required signature on the outer envelope is compared to signatures in the voter registration signature. Now, you might remember uh, Trump saying they're not matching ballots. They're not matching ballots with envelopes. And then we find out that they actually, like, what? Got rid of all the envelopes and they started shredding the ballots in Georgia. Hello? <laughs> like, w- and, and Raffensperger and Kemp oversaw all of this. And Stacey Abrams somehow won a Nobel, a nom- it was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize because she oversaw the peaceful the peaceful <laughs> theft of an election, I guess. I don't know. Okay, it says here also, <clears throat> um, it says here, uh, Doug Collins of Georgia, Republican, said on November 24, 2020, that once the ballot is taken out of the envelope and separated, there's no way to track the signature or to verify whose ballot it is. Georgia Attorney L. Lynn Wood, in a lawsuit against Raffensperger, argued that the consent decree is unconstitutional because it didn't get approval from state legislature, which I would say that would be the case. But, I mean, would we have to leave that up to the Georgia state constitution then? Mm, I don't know. Georgia state constitution people... Get your books out. The U.S. Constitution stipulates that only state legislatures and Congress can prescribe the times, places, and manner of holding elections. So that's true. So then you have to see if the Georgia state constitution says that uh, what um, attorneys and lawyers and judges and city officials can change constitution now if the georgia state constitution says that judges can do that and that uh mayors and governors can do that okay well i guess we're at a loss but if the georgia state constitution does not say that if the Georgia state constitution in fact says that legislators are the ones that need to be making these decisions, then I'm afraid that uh, L. Lynn Wood might have a case against Raffensperger, but I think the Supreme Court denied Wood's petition to hear the case after it was dismissed in a federal court. Damn! And that's why they say, that's why they say, You can have a corrupt you can have a corrupt executive, you can have a corrupt legislative, but if you have a corrupt judicial, you are screwed. S O L up the river, because it's a banana republic. They're gonna do whatever they want. They're gonna put on a show. It's gonna be a kangaroo court, and we have seen it. Live in action at state level in Georgia and at federal level because of this 2020 election coup that happened here. Okay. <clears throat> Back to the article. <laughs> oh, we're almost done with this article. The consent decree signed between Raffensberger and Stacey Abrams was not approved by the state of Georgia legislature and therefore should be deemed invalid and the election result changed, Trump said in a statement on Monday. Why the governor, Brian Kemp, do I need to show you his face again? And Raffensperger ever approved this consent decree is one of the great questions. We look forward to an answer. So that's going to be something to look forward to. That's going to be something to talk about. Trump had previously criticized the decree on Twitter on November 14th, 2020. He wrote, The consent decree signed by the Georgia Secretary of State with the approval of Governor Brian Kemp at the urging of Stacey Abrams makes it impossible to check and match signatures on ballots and envelopes, etc. They knew they were going to cheat. Must expose real signatures. Do you guys understand here now? And Raffensperger and Stacey Abrams oversaw all of this and I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like... Brian Kemp has no spine. (laughs) He has no spine. (laughs) I feel like... I feel like... Because I feel like he's the one that is probably like... He's the one who's probably like... Like like tried to apologize the most. If you thought of these three people... Raffensperger, the Rat, Abrams, the Buffet Hog, and Brian Kemp, the Spineless. Like, if you thought about these three individuals, <laughs> like Brian Kemp, I feel like was the fall guy, and Raffensperger is the one who's shoving. I don't know, Kemp up. You know, he was he was shoving he was shoving Kemp into Abrams. Um, you know. Uh, <laughs> dangerous crack. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, all right, let's finish this up here. Okay, so, because it's really like, oh my god, I'm never going to finish this. We're not done yet. Because look, here's the deal. Raffensperger lied. Raffensperger lied, lied, lied. Why do these people get away with this crap, these lies in our government? You know, we have Comey who lied. We have Brennan who lied. We have Kemp who lied. We have Schiff who lied. Like they lie, 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 lie in front of our face. And yet we choose to still believe them. We choose to still have them on committees. We still choose to have them in office. Like what is up with that? These people are lying to us. Like these are lies. Like bold face lies. And Raffensberger lied. He leaked this call. He records it thinking he's going to get the pay dirt. Like he's like, "Oh yeah, just like Adam Schiff, I'm going to get this whole transcript that's going to put and, and and maybe he was maybe they were maybe maybe Schiff was like, "Hey, Raffensburger, Trump's going to be like, "Hey, Francis, will give you some money if you say, you know, like there's no telling what they thought that Trump was going to do and or say to this Francis Watson woman or whatever her name is. There's no telling, but this is what they were expecting. Okay. And, and these people, I'm sorry. There are some good people in this world. Okay. I'm not sorry. There are some good people in this world. There are a lot of good people in this world. There are people who have integrity and I, you know, here's what I am sorry for. I am sorry, America, and I'm sorry, the world, if Trump is the only example of someone that you can think of in your life that has integrity, but there are a lot of people out there who are good people, okay? And this dirtbag Raffensperger records this phone call thinking that this man is crooked, Expecting Trump to be as crooked as he is, right? Because it's all projection. When you get down to it with these liberals and these demon rats and these Democrats and whatever you want to call them, it doesn't matter. They're a certain type of person who are in a certain type of political party. We can't help what political party they're in. They could have been Republican. They could have been socialist. They could have been, they are fascist. They could have been anything. They could have been whatever. But they fit that description, this person type. And these people, okay, they are the ones, all right? Now, they have no integrity. They're the ones who are crooked. They are the liars. They are the cheats, the frauds, the murders, the thieves, the child abusers. And they're pushing it on good people. And it is only Donald Trump in the last 10 years that we can call as uh, as an example of someone who has integrity and who has moral authority, who, who, I don't know. I'm just, I don't want to put him up on this golden pedestal because then they'll say golden showers between Mr. C and Donald Trump. But what I am trying to say is. That there are people out there who are good and have integrity and who mean well. And, and, and who mean what they say and they speak with sincerity and they don't use sarcasm and they're not liars. Okay? There are people out there who are like that. And this man, Raffensberger, tried to record this phone call thinking that he was going to get some kind of conniving snake dirt on President Donald Trump and he failed. And he lied to the Washington Post... And the Washington Post then spread this entire story throughout the aggregate. So this way, the voter base of Georgia would be swayed to think that Donald Trump was corrupt. Four months after the 2020 election in Georgia, over 400,000 absentee ballots are missing legally which is required chain of custody documentation in the state of Georgia. But President Biden won that by 12,000 votes. So they needed they needed 388,000 votes to beat Bi- <laughs> Biden needed 388,000 votes to beat Trump in Georgia they gave him 400,000 and Biden won by 12,000. That's insane. That is insane. Okay, guys, that is insane. Okay. Let me let me just wrap this up. <laughs> because that's a headline, right? That's a headline. We we still got we still we're still just under an hour. Georgia still hasn't come up with 400,000 legally required chain of custody documents for Predominantly Joe Biden ballots in the 2020 election, but they had no problem claiming Biden won the election by 10,000 votes. We reported a couple of months ago that the state of Georgia certified their 2020 presidential election results despite not having chain custody documentation for 460,000 ballots in the election. No doubt heavily favoring Joe Biden. These legally required documents were of no concern to corrupt Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, who gave the election to Joe Biden with only a 10,000-vote lead, a lead far bigger than um, uh, Marionette Miller-Meeks over there in Iowa. Now, the Georgia Star News reported... Four months after the November 3rd, 2020 presidential election, state and county officials in Georgia have failed to produce chain of custody documents for an estimated 404,691 vote by mail absentee ballots deposited in drop boxes and subsequently delivered to county registrars for counting Pause com. Uh, pause article. I wonder how many of these people received money from the likes of the Berg zuckerberg that is a facebook because he was uh handing money out left and right i wonder how many of them were said you need drop boxes and you, you need to do it this way and i guess georgia really did it the way of the berg anyways back to the article as of march 3rd only 56 of georgia's 159 counties have provided ballot transfer forms data to the georgia star news the number of absentee by mail ballots delivered to registrars in those 56 counties total only 195,309, or 32.5% of the estimated 600,000 absentee vote by mail ballots deposited in drop boxes and delivered to county registrars and counted in Georgia's 2020 presidential election. In other words, there is no chain of custody for 67.5%, an estimated 404,691 of the estimated 600,000 absentee vote-by-mail ballots deposited in drop boxes and delivered to county registrars and counted in Georgia's 2020 presidential election. That is insane, people. That is insane. Raffensberger should be put in jail. He oversaw all of this. He should just be thrown in jail. This is insane. This is insane. This is insane. And this article came out at the beginning of this month. This this, is a, this article came out two weeks ago, March fourth. Where was I? I don't know. The C Report was live on the air, but we were not reporting this. But this is this is a qualified picture of what is going on in this voter fraud. And now we ha- and and all of this, all of this comes from the root, the stem of this what, this uh this this um phone call <coughs> that was leaked fraudulently to the Washington Post, who fraudulently told a story. And now it's come out what was actually said. Well, you know, it just goes to show, I mean, the, the uh, hurricane of Trump that has just rushed through the valley of America and turned everything on its head and revealed the truth to everybody in regards to what is going on. In this country, with politics, with news, with media, with money, with banking, with the financers, everything, business, corporations, everything, everything. It's like he was this golden arrow that just shot through the hearts of everybody. And now we can see the light of everything or something like that. But like, no, seriously, this is like an example, another example, a microcosm in the macrocosm of the fraud that these people run on all levels to try and get their way. And it's against the American people. It's against the American people and what we stand for. It's against what we want. These people do not have our best interests at heart. They do not have our best interests at heart at all. And that's what this is. Trump is showing to us how these people work. He's showing to us because we have taken confidence. And is it because we're lazy? Is it because we're lazy that we have taken confidence that these people are doing a good job and that we're not using our spidey senses to figure out that they are rats? That they are rats insburgers, That all these people are swamp idiots? We have to use our hearts, folks. We have to wake up and we have to get involved again. And if being involved just means paying attention, is that so bad? Is, is paying attention so bad? We're not asking people to go out And you know, go uh canvassing their neighborhood. You could do that though if you wanted to. We're not asking people to go to your local uh precinct and 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 donate your time. We're just asking you to pay attention. That's it. Put a put an hour of time of your day into 30 minutes to an hour of your time into politics and news or current events even. Um, but the only thing about it is then you have to kind of be careful about your sources because, uh, there's a lot of fake news and lies out there. As you can see, if you're watching the C report, then you already know that there's a lot of fake news out there because we don't tend to do a lot of that around here at the C report with Q and a holes podcast. So anyways, I'm going to go ahead. I was, uh, there were a couple of more Trumpy, Trump Trump, Trump, Trump stories, uh, that I had for you guys for today. Uh, just a summation Um, I'll just summarize the stories other than Trump, because I mean, this was this was just it, because Trump took the time to point out, I mean, you know, because the elections are over, Trump lost, optically speaking, President Biden select illegitimate is there now, whatever. But he is still taking the time to show you, we are still seeing in the aftermath, all of the stories. that are going to be, that are going to add, that are going to rise, that are the ingredients to the culmination of what this grand story is, the victory of the American people in this second civilized revolution of the Americas, where we learn exactly how the strings are pulled behind the curtains. Whether it's in business or politics or media or entertainment, we are seeing it now. And this is a clear example. Again, this is a microcosm example of how these people are cheating and stealing and lying at a state and local level. And may it represent how they do it abroad. You know, they use the same playbook every time. But um, a summary of the other Trump stories for tonight, because I'm not going to go into them at length before we close up here on the C Report, because I got to clear up these channels. We got the uh, we got the Tuesday night special coming up with Magadon, uh, special report with Magadon. So if you're you're on switch now, if you happen to see us within the next hour or so, come back because we got another special report coming up tonight. But uh, uh, Trump made a special appearance at um, a a Sarah Huckabee Sanders event this weekend. Um, Here's a photo here. It's not a really good photo, but just so you can see them together. Where they at? Right here. Um, okay, so uh, she's running for governor in the state of Arkansas. My vote goes out to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, Mr. C endorses Sarah Huckabee. I actually really enjoyed Sarah. I, en- I enjoyed her as uh, in her time as a press secretary before uh, McEnany came into play. I loved Sarah. I loved Sarah. I loved how she handled them. She was just... She was a bulldog. And I'm not saying she handled the press like a bulldog, you know, um, a macadone is like a whippersnapper, you know, but Sarah, Sarah Sanders was a bulldog and she would put those, uh, she would put the likes of Jim Acosta in the, in their place when needed to, but anyways, he made an appearance at, uh, one of her campaign, I guess, um, uh, rallies in Georgia, in Arkansas, pardon me, This past weekend, um, he did endorse Sarah Huckabee Sanders back in January. In fact, she was the first endorsement that uh, Trump extended when he started uh, reintroducing himself to the public after leaving office. This was on the 25th of January. Uh, that uh, President Trump made this statement. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a warrior who will always fight for the people of Arkansas and do what is right, not what is is politically correct. Sarah is strong on borders, tough on crime, and fully supports the Second Amendment and our great law enforcement officers. She loves our military and veterans and her home state of Arkansas— Sarah will be a great governor, and she has my complete and total endorsement. That was from President Donald Trump. Uh, In regards to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is running for governor in the state of Arkansas, they're so lucky. I mean, I love my governor. But you know, could you imagine that? All we would need is Louisiana to get a good governor. And then it would be Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida. Bam! A superpower. You want to talk about seceding and creating its own country? Let's just take the coastline. We're third coast down here. It's uh, Texas to Florida. The new republic of the United States of America. no, just kidding. We love that. We love, I have yet to visit every state in this nation, but I do make it a point to do that. At some point I've been to like, I don't know, a 10th maybe, but anyways. Okay. So, all right, that's it. Uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. The last other thing, the last thing in the Trumpy Trump Trump news for this Tuesday afternoon, this is Tuesday with Trump at the Sea report. Um, Trump just criticized, uh, the Biden administration because he said I would never meet China in Anchorage, Alaska, uh, and it's not just because uh Governor Murkowski is such a hill. Um, it's because of the fact that that looks like you're kind of you know weak to China. You know, you're like oh you're gonna meet me halfway. Uh, Xi Jinping was like you're gonna meet me halfway, Mr. Biden, and uh, he was like I guess I have to. He didn't even try. He didn't even try. But Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State, and get this, Antony Blinken, he's going to be meeting them on the 18th up there in um, um, uh, uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Now, Antony Blinken is the one who's been hard on China, even though it's obvious that Biden is pretty easy on China, but it's going to be Antony Blinken... Um, Secretary of State is going to be meeting his counterpart in Anchorage, Alaska, and the National Secretary Advisor will be joining Antony Blinken, who will also be meeting his counterpart from China in Alaska. Trump said he'd never do it. But do you know the name of the National Security Advisor who is going with Secretary of State Antony Blinken up to Anchorage, Alaska to meet their counterparts in China? Well, it's none other than a gentleman by the name of Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan. Hmm. Sullivan, Sullivan, Sullivan. <laughs> We're going to have to look this Jake Sullivan up because uh, <laughs> Jordan X or Jaden X. Jaden X, is that your pappy? Jaden X, is that your Happy, that's what I want to know here at the Sea Report, and we will find out on tomorrow's edition of the Sea Report. Be sure to tune in because we will be here live and in color. I don't know what time yet, but uh, it may be at this time or it may be at our evening hours. Either way, stay tuned. Tonight, we have a special report with Magadon at Twitch. And we'll be back tomorrow. Join us on Spreaker and subscribe to Q&A Holes at any of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode. Because we have programs that are coming out all times of day now and all days of the week. We have uh, 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 the Q&A Holes Newsbreak, which I want to The C Report, Special Report with Magadon, the Q&A Holes podcast. And now... The Q&A Holes Eclipse show will be premiering soon. So, programs a-feeling, we might have more coming. Make sure you subscribe and join us at Spreaker. Go to q and com so you can get all the proper links. And then you can go subscribe and download our episodes because we've already been erased off of YouTube. You'll never see the likes of these live shows again on YouTube because they erased us once Oh. Uh. And uh, we lost that. So, you know, if you want to make sure that you save our stories and you save our episodes, download our episodes. And you will always have them, archive them for the next millennia when people need to know what happened during the Trump era. All right. This is Mr. C signing out for today. I hope you guys had a good chance. Stick around. We got more coming up on our Twitch uh, account here on. Y'all have a great afternoon. We'll see y'all again next time on The Sea Report.
2: for